All right, man. We are we are live. We're so live, we, man. We're rolling. We're rolling. We are. We have a special episode, guys. Uh, we have none other than uh, the coach of the Grizz Soccer, uh, Coach Chris. Um, it is absolutely awesome to have you on the podcast again. This is the second time, and uh, first time was a, a lot of fun. So we're, we're thankful for your time and and joining with us. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you guys don't tell anybody. Might be my favorites, so I, I enjoy this one. <laughs> there you go. Awesome. Well, we appreciate awesome. you, brother. That's a yeah. good one to hear, man. It's Coach Chituviski, right? Did I say it right? Correct. Yes. Awesome. Awesome, man. I got it right. I got it right. Let me go. <laughs> oh man. Well, hey, you know, Chris, uh, we've got to, you know, congratulate you on another uh, Big Sky Championship and another run on uh the national tournament um congratulations to you your your staff and the players um it's an amazing run that you guys have had with the things that you've wanted to accomplish this last year was there something that maybe you didn't get to or 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 maybe just just missed yeah well we missed out on the regular season that was a little frustrating but uh we needed those bumps along the way to fix certain things so we needed to we, we needed to tie that game against, um, who was it? Was it Portland State? And yep. we had to lose to Northern Colorado. We needed those results because they kick-started certain things that made us better down the road. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I would have liked the regular season, but then I wouldn't have fixed the things that I did fix. So, necessary, right? A lot Necessary along the way to success. But um, I feel like we're finally at a point at a program where even, even today in our team meeting, just to prep for the eight-hour segment, talking about, we can look over our shoulders and say, where is Sacramento? Where is Weber? Where is Northern Colorado? And focus on them chasing us down. Or we can start looking ahead and start saying that we've made it to the NCAA tournament three times in four years. We've lost in the first round every single time. Let's look at this normal-wise, just number-wise. You're six games away from winning an NCAA championship. Six games away. Yeah. That's all it takes. If you enter a tournament, you enter a tournament to win the tournament. That's the whole point of entering mm-hmm. any tournament, right? So we're yeah. entering that thing to win it. We're six games away from winning it. Over the next couple of years, we have to cut that number down from six to five. That's it. That's step one. And if you do mm-hmm. that, then you can cut it down to four. And then maybe you cut it down to three if you're lucky enough. But it starts with one. So the goal right now moving forwards is we got to cut it down from six to five. You got to win mm-hmm. in that opening round. We can't keep making it and losing in the first round of the tournament. So mm-hmm. that's what's the message being said to the team. That's the message said to every recruit now. That's the recruit basis from now. When you're out there and you're saying, who do I want to recruit? Do I want to recruit Big Sky players? Or, hey, I like you because you can help me win in that first round. And that's what I want you to do when you come here. And yeah. so everything's changed over the past, I'd say, six months because we've started thinking a little bit bigger now instead of just looking at that which is still important because you need to win the big sky if you want to make the tournament. But yeah, yeah, we're starting to, to look a little beyond that now. And what, what's the next goal? What's the next thing to do? Mm-hmm. Thinking about those emotions, do you think uh, that was kind of, it, it's a little bit frustrating, obviously, obviously past three years making a tournament like that and obviously losing in the first round. Do you think it's more frustrating or do you think you have more of a mindset of optimism that, hey, you know what, we're fortunate that we're so never mm-hmm. good enough to be able to actually compete and make a run for this. Yeah, absolutely fortunate enough to do it and now excited to see what's next. And if you mm-hmm. talk to everybody in the room, I, mean, I asked the question today, I mean, you guys know we had a good team last year. Do you mm-hmm. think we can be better? And everyone's like, yeah, of course we can be better. Like, good, we'll get to work next week, right? Let's get mm-hmm. lifting, let's get conditioning, and let's get down to all those little, tiny, little technical things that we know we have to improve if we want to get to the next step. So mm-hmm. it's definitely optimistic and exciting, and that's what 
fuels us because you're not you're never going to sit back and say oh we've done enough good we've arrived absolutely not there's always work to be done and we view that very positively mm-hmm. yeah how much of that you know kind of comes from you in a, just in a personal way that how you live your life i think you mm-hmm. you made a good point right there it starts in the small details you know the little things first kind of amount to really kind of that big picture you know goal that you're trying to accomplish do you yes. think that's something that you're implementing in your life or that you always been pretty good about doing you know 100 percent. it's something that just comes from me personally, that's the way that I always view things, right? And it's mm-hmm. always, th- this is where I see us right now as a team. Do you guys agree? Yes, we do. Okay, cool. Then you know mm-hmm. what it is. And when we sit down and talk to recruits, we, we go through the values of the program. We talk about what we believe in and the purpose of it and what we want to achieve. And we find people who believe in the same things that we do. So it's pretty easy to motivate a group if we're all, if that underlying current of the program is the values of the program and the fact that everybody that we talk to wants to be maximized, wants to be um, impacted and empowered and made the very best version of themselves. Cool. If you buy into that, then you're giving me free license to push you as hard as I possibly can to get you to the next level. Awesome. Awesome. And we lost uh, Angel for a little bit, but he'll be back. Uh, he'll, 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 he'll be back. So um, here he goes again. Sorry about that. There man. he I is. Just, He's back. There he is. He's back. I got, I, I got a call from my mom right there, and so I felt bad having to send oh. it to voicemail, but I couldn't hear you guys, so I had I had to pop I pop out and pop back in. It's all good. You didn't. You, you, just, you just you just admitted and then hanging up on your mom. I did. I did. Oh man, she's gonna I be did. Mad Apologize to her. Yes. Yeah. We, we probably, <laughs> mama, if you're listening to this, you know, be yes. mad at Coach Chris, not me. Coach That's Chris, my fault. Not me. Yes. <laughs> oh man. Uh, coach, the, uh, you know, last year you guys started, you know, one and four in that non-conference. Um, you, you guys played a, a lot of good teams. Mm. Um, you know, it could have, you know, went one way or the other where, you know, um, that kind of area, you know, really helped your team. And I think it did, but it also could have took the team and, and kind of threw them in a funk of not being successful and kind of getting down on mm. themselves. How did you, how did you steer that ship in the right direction where, you know, it, it came out as something that, you know, you guys probably looked at and said, Hey, we can play for with anybody. Yeah, no, it was a, it was a tough schedule. Everybody understood that. As long as you, you lay out the, this is the schedule. This is the purpose of it. This is what could happen. If it's not a surprise then people expect it coming and then they're willing to work through things. And one of the values is when we look at persistence and the quote that comes along with it is that, at all times, you have a choice, and how you choose to respond is what matters. So, cool, we can be one in 16. I don't care. Well, what, what's mm-hmm. your choice, and how are you going to respond to this tomorrow? Is this going to beat yeah. you down? Is this going to define you? Absolutely not. That's completely unacceptable. We're going to keep showing up, and we're going to keep working. We know how close we are. And if you're frustrated, that's good, because frustration means there's a little bit of tension, and tension means that mm-hmm. you want to change something. So let's change something. Let's get better now, mm-hmm. right? There's that optimism kicking in of, like, what's going wrong? That's going wrong? Mm-hmm. Let's go to work right now. Let's go to the field right now. I know it's 8.05 at night, but come on, let's go work. Let's fix mm-hmm. this thing. And that's that's what allows us to get through this stuff. And you ask any of the players, they'll tell you every time we lose, we get better the next day. That's what they mm-hmm. 100% believe in. And so mm-hmm. we almost welcome those losses, especially in season, because then you look at it, you're like, okay, not again. That's not happening again. Well, what yeah. do we have to fix right now? And that mm-hmm. mindset is so cool to be in. And to see all of them respond to it that way is is really amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, just you've the always been just the buy-in that you guys have in your program with all your players is just amazing, and you can see it. Um, just 
the love and, and the, the buy-in that you guys have. How do you kind of mature that? You know, because right now you're the culture of the program right now, it I think, and from the outside view that I've heard from other people, it's it's known about. Have you had to change a couple things to kind of make it a well-oiled machine? Or is it something that you change often? Or or is it something that just kind of chugs along and you don't have to change very much of it? Um if you find the right people, then all you have to do is manage it at the end of the day, right? And then just remind people because you got the values to ultimately guide the behaviors. We're not very strict. If you look at us, we didn't have a lot of rules. There isn't a rule book. There isn't anything. It's um, We tell them we're not a utopian family where everything is perfect. Even said that today, it's like, here's the reality of the situation. Reality is we got COVID coming in. Some of you might mispractice next week or the week after. You're going to be two weeks behind. You can choose to be frustrated there. Uh, you probably will be, but just understand that I understand the situation that you're in. I'm not going to be pissed that you're missing practice. You're going to accept the fact that you have to miss practice. You're going to be a little bit behind. We have to figure out how you're going to catch up, and we'll do that together. That's the reality of our situation, right? So again, lay out the reality, give them the guidelines, give them a little bit of freedom. And when when mistakes happen, just treat them like adults and treat them like people and see if this is something that we can counsel and work our way through together. Um or is this something that's truly part of your character that you're not fully bought into this? And that's okay. That's fine. Just go do it somewhere else. But yeah, for us, it's now that we have the, the amount of time we've spent recruiting to find the right people to come into this culture, right? Um, it, it's, I wouldn't say it's easy to manage at all because I do enjoy recruiting very big personalities. <laughs> so the, there is butting heads that happens, but that is welcome and that is necessary and in any sort of a, a proper functioning democracy, you need to have a little bit of tension and people having their opinions. And you know what? Sometimes you got to listen to somebody else's opinion. That's just the way it is, right? You might not agree on things, but let's face it. We all want to win together, don't we? Yeah, we do. So let's mm -hmm. get to work. So it's, um, it's as real and proper as you can make it, I feel like. And that means I have to manage it every single day. When we met with our leadership team um, going into the fall, and I love the image, so we're going to continue using it. Uh, we talked about this huge pole that's standing on a field, right? And I had seven leaders at the time. And I'm like, your job is every time it starts moving a little bit this way, pick it up and straighten it out. And maybe it'll start leaning that way at that point because you straighten it out too much and straighten it out again. And you're always just, your job is to sense when this whole pole is about to tip and the team's going to fall over and just fix it and adjust it for me. Not just me adjusting it, you do it from within because that makes it all the more powerful. Yeah. So it's sharing that with them and helping everybody on the team understand that you're all responsible for this thing. The wind's going to blow. It's going to try to tip us over. Help me fix it. And maybe you're awesome. not the person to fix it. Maybe you're the right person to fix it because you have the relationships that could actually ease this better than somebody mm -hmm. else. So mm -hmm. it's uh, it's ever changing. It's always problematic, but I wouldn't want it any other way. That's mm -hmm. just that's just what it is. And that's part of the fun is trying to manage it. Do you think uh, players have really kind of taken, you know, an accountability sort when it comes to something like yes. that, making sure the polls kind of aligned? And do, yes. you, do you think that's something that you always have to constantly implement? No, you have to remind them of it all the time. But once they get mm -hmm. the image and we, we do a little activity where I give them a Sharpie and it's almost impossible when the Sharpie has the lid on to stand it up straight and yeah. they have to fix it. And they've never been told the story, right? So they're fixing it and fixing it. Well, what do you have to do to make this thing stand up? Well, I can't. I have to adjust it all the time. I almost have to hold it. I'm like, perfect. Mm -hmm. Same thing with this team. You're going to do it all the time. You're going to pay attention to it every single day. Because the mm -hmm. one week that you don't pay attention, the one weekend that I give you guys off that you don't pay attention to the culture and you let things slide by, that's going to affect affect things next Monday, next Tuesday. Mm -hmm. So I 
expect them to think of it as much as I do and care about it as much as I do. Mm -hmm. You know, you've always been, uh, you, you know, you take on this, this actually what I've admired you most. Um, you take on this underdog mindset. And I think it's something that I've really embodied in my life since I've, you know, been involved in sports. You know, do you feel like obviously you're at a different point in your actual career where you're the big dog? You know, people always have to think about you. You're, you're top of mind when it comes to other other teams. Mm -hmm. You know, do you feel like as if people still doubt you and do you kind of welcome it? Yeah. <laughs> there's nothing better than that, right? Always looking for a reason to light that fire. And there's uh -huh. always, by the way, somebody ahead of us who just beat us 3-0 in the NCAA tournament, Washington State, who beat us 2-1 in overtime, Creighton did. You just list mm -hmm. everybody that beats you and you chase them down again, right? Mm -hmm. There's always somebody else. And um, I, was, I was actually talking with one of our players now, Taylor Hansen, and Tay um, is going to be joining San Diego Wave in the NWSL, right? Mm -hmm. She's our first player going into the NWSL. She's going in as a discovery player, so she's not signed a contract, but she gets to go through a whole preseason. If she does well, they sign her. I wouldn't be surprised if that does happen because she's just amazing. And we had a conversation today. We've been doing four training sessions a week in January because she's training here before she goes. Four individual trainings a week plus two meetings a week. And in the meetings, we go through books, right? And we're just reading books and we're learning things about her and just like how, how she functions properly and this and that. Um, and we just, she, she was talking today about like asking me if I ever feel like I deserve this and I've earned this and I can walk around that way. And I'm like, absolutely not. I feel like everything has to be earned. Everything mm -hmm. is earned. And we have earned this result. And tomorrow morning, you know what? That means nothing. You get back to work and you earn the next result and you earn the next title and you earn the next thing. And I feel like if you have that mindset, then you, you continue achieving. If you're the person that says, I've arrived and I'm great, then yeah, <laughs> somebody's going to smack you across the head when they go right by you. Mm -hmm. So, And that's what makes Tay great is the fact that she, she earns everything. She never feels like she deserves all this greatness and praise that is lavished on her. No, she's, she doesn't welcome that. She doesn't almost want it. And I feel in a similar way. It's, it's almost uncomfortable where, okay, thanks for saying that. And if you ever worked with Tay, you might almost find her not grateful because you'll say, hey, you did really well. She's like, yeah, but I didn't do this well. I still have to mm -hmm. fix this little component of my game. It's like, well, give yourself a break and be happy for yourself. She's like, no, I got to keep getting better. And so mm -hmm. I can relate to that. And it's the same thing with the program there. I, I don't think I'll ever be satisfied with what we do here until we wipe the slate clean and beat everybody and don't concede a single goal. But even then, it'll be like that mm -hmm. one game. We that just one. weren't good <laughs> enough, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, and by the way, now that we've done that, we got to protect it. So let's get back to work. So exactly. <laughs> it's, it's never ending. And I think that's where burnout comes in. If you talk burnout long term is when you wake up in the morning, you don't want to do that. It's over. Quit the job and get mm -hmm. out of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, man, I, wow. it sounds like you obviously have an event, immense like influence on, on these young women, you know, kind of thinking about you personally. T tell us a little about Herb Brooks and what kind of yeah. the role that he played in your journey. Yeah. Um, well, I remember watching the movie Miracle. It was introduced to me and I'm like, this movie's not going to be good. <laughs> Stupid <laughs> Disney hockey movie. <laughs> By the end of it, I'm like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. It's life changing. How do I meet this uh -huh. Brooks guy? I mean, Brooks, it was such an addiction for me that I called the University of Minnesota to figure out what test did he give his players to figure out their personalities, right? Mm -hmm. And it's you, you get glimpses of it in the movie where it's like you're pulled over by a police officer for speeding. Do you plead your case or do you accept the ticket? Which is an insight into somebody's personality, right? Oh, bullcrap. Yeah. No, I didn't deserve it. I wasn't speeding. I'm innocent. Or do you like, yes, sir, sorry, my bad, right? So a yeah. glimpse into how, how do you respond to authority in those moments. 
Um, but there's a test. And I tried to reach out to people at the university and nobody knew what it was. Nobody knew how to get it. So I couldn't get my hands on it. And then one day I was applying for jobs and there was a grad assistant position open in Bemidji, Minnesota, middle of nowhere. But I'm like, Minnesota, Brooks, Minnesota. I'm moving to Minnesota. I have to get that job. Put together the greatest job PowerPoint ever. Sent along the guys like, I've never seen anything like that. I, I had to hire you. I'm like, perfect. Moving to Minnesota. Yeah. And if it wasn't for my obsession with Herb, I wouldn't have moved here. I wouldn't have met my wife. I wouldn't have my kids. I wouldn't be in this job. I mean, yeah, it's, I've learned so much reading his books and the way that he operated and yeah. really grateful for doing that because it's kind of led me into where I am now. That's awesome. I love it, bro. That is oh. super awesome to hear, man. Yeah, That's we, great. we were just having a conversation oh, probably about a month ago that Angel had never seen that movie. No, no. never had seen it. I know. Never had know. seen it, man. That, I know. Was, I know. That was no. my reaction as well. Uh, yeah. I was like, dude, you have to see that. It's it's a great sports movie. I, I will say I, I have since seen it. History wise. I have yeah. since seen it. <laughs> absolutely phenomenal that was actually you know you kind of mentioned it right now that's actually another thing that i found out about you that you actually presented a powerpoint presentation when you were trying to apply for the minnesota job yeah tell us a little bit about that you know why why did you go that route was it for for the wow factor what were you trying to accomplish there no you got to be different uh -huh. everybody's the same right doesn't everybody uh -huh. just send in the same piece of paper so yeah. why, why not be a little bit different or they'll tell you like well, if you do your resume on an ivory colored piece of paper, it'll stick out. Like, come on, seriously, everybody <laughs> yep. does that. And I don't want to spend yep. money on that. Um, and my brain doesn't function that way. Let me at least show you part of my brain of how this mm -hmm. is going to look. So mm -hmm. here's how I think about things. And it's in a PowerPoint. So there you go. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and that's what made it different. And we do the same thing with our recruits now where first step is a phone. Well, first step is watching you play. Then it's a phone call. Then it's a zoom call. And that's what I've got after this. I mean, I've got to jump on a zoom call with a family because I need to watch how daughter interacts with parents, how parents interact with daughter to see if this is the type of family that fits what we have here. Cause hmm. if there's a tension or a separateness there or a disrespect towards somebody, then I don't know if I want that in this environment. So you mm -hmm. watch that and you present the PowerPoint at the same time with the values and the purpose and everything that we do here. And then if that goes well, they like the message i like the way that they come across on the camera then i'll invite you for a visit and mm -hmm. then by the way the visit's a slam dunk because i already know they're a perfect fit right now it's just yeah. whether, whether or not the team likes you because i'm going to put you in the team setting and if the team says yeah no <laughs> this is just not a good kid then it's over right mm -hmm. but most of the time because they've gone through all those clearances the team's just going to say yes she's perfect and then we're good to go mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. awesome that's awesome. So you, That's you absolutely kinda incredible. Got, you kind of got your own like little test uh, there. Oh, yes, absolutely. You come, come up with. Yep. So. And I've tried to find other tests as well that can do it, but I just I can't find them. At the end of the day, what you find is if you pay attention to the player, really get to know them and help them through things, then you get to know them that way too. So it just mm -hmm. takes a little bit of time. Did you ever get to meet her, Brooks? Brooks? No, never. Oh. I wish. I, I actually grew up in Minnesota for a little bit and uh, – um yeah he he's he's bigger than life in minnesota so absolutely yeah so, yeah brooks is a legend so yeah what a movie is. i'm glad you finally watched it yes no it's yes, super yeah. good super good <laughs> i do i do have something to ask you man you're you're obviously even i i like to say this you know even the biggest dog have their irrational fears what is yes. this about butterflies that i hear about you ha i hate them <laughs> i despise what, them why what happened there what happened it's a butterfly dude no, it's a demon <laughs> straight out of the gates of hell. It's a demon. <laughs> we were living in South Africa, and it's one of my earliest memories as a child. And I remember 
I'm just being some typical brat boy. I'm chasing this butterfly, trying to kill it, obviously. This is my <laughs> wife looking at me now, just being like, oh, great, he's telling the butterfly story. And <laughs> <laughs> this butterfly, I'm chasing it, trying to kill it. And then it turns around and it comes straight at me. This thing attacked me, chased me all the way into the house where I had to close the glass door and it watched me through the door. And I remember it clear as day. And so I dislike them because I know they dislike me. Uh-huh. Yeah. Damn, that's man. awesome. Butterflies. That is not, I mean, when I found that out, I, I was not expecting to hear that. I was yeah. not expecting. To I mean, if it's to around me, I'll take a deep breath and suck it up. It's fine. But I don't. I just nah. Just creepy little creatures. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> crazy, bro. That's crazy, man. That's fun. Uh, that's, a, that's a fun one to know. You, you know, coach, you, you've lost uh, six senior players this year, mm-hmm. um, and you guys have been busy out on the trail of recruiting. Um, how has that gone? Um, you guys have gotten kind of the way of, of getting high school um, recruits. And then also you've gotten some transfers as well. Um, I don't know how, if you can talk about what you have or whatnot with legal things with the NCAA, but, um, but how has that been um, trying to replace the players that you've lost? Um, it, it's hard losing like everybody that we lost out of this class that we're all very talented players, but, it's our job to make sure that not that the juniors can replace them. It's everything underneath has to be ready to step forward and take over everything, every yeah. single little piece. Cause you don't want to ever give up on winning, right? We don't want to say, Oh, let's have an off year and another off year. And when this class matures, we'll be fine. If that's the case, then boy, did I do a crappy job building behind the scenes. Right? So even though I'm really happy with the seniors I had last year, I spent about two years being paranoid thinking what's going to happen when they leave everything behind them better be ready to step forward and take over. So you got to do the leadership training early, right? You've got to do all these things behind the scenes to make sure that you're ready to go. And for our 2022 class, I feel like they're very talented. Those we can talk about, our transfers that are here now. Um, yeah, picking up picking up Kat. Kathleen's going to be remarkable out of Nebraska. She's a very, very high-level player. Um, the type who can help us win in the opening round. So, yeah, 22s are going to be just as good as our 21 freshmen who are just amazing. And then 23s, I feel like that process slowed down a little bit over COVID. Normally, we'd be done by now, but everything's just been moving slower and reevaluating things a little bit more. And yeah, I feel like COVID slowed that down a little. But to be honest, we wouldn't have to recruit anybody because the team's full enough as it is. But Mm -hmm. that, again, would be the problem of, yeah, we don't need to recruit anybody. Well, what's coming in behind it? Now Mm -hmm. we have a gap at some point that I didn't fill that's going to, in about three years, bite me in the butt. So can't do that and can't also sit back and say, oh, we'll pick up a transfer. We'll be fine. There's no guarantee of that. So find the players, develop the players and be fine with that. So, and if we Mm -hmm. get a transfer, good for us. Have you had to, you know, change uh, the way that you do things with, you know, COVID um, happening, everything like that? Have you kind of had to change things on how you guys recruit? Uh, A little bit because people played and they stopped playing and they disappeared and then they came back and it was like, are you still fit? Are you not fit? Were you committed over time? Were you not committed? Has this changed you for the better? At all times, you have a choice. I choose to respond is what matters. Did you, this make you better? Or did it make you worse? Right? Oh, clearly it made you better. You're amazing right now what you do. Sure. I like that. Let's do the phone call. Let's do the Zoom call. Let's get you onto campus. Let's see if this works. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's, uh, it's slowed the process down, but I think for the right reason, because I was ready to pull the trigger early on a couple of people that I don't think we should have. And I think it worked out well that way. Mm-hmm. I also think COVID kind of provides an extra layer of adversity 
you know, if you really kind of think about it, it, it yeah. provides an extra set of challenges, you know, when it comes yeah. to where they're recruiting or just on a personal level, where it comes to personal development too. I think it was good for me because it really kind of forced me. And this is something that uh, I think I'm just built on a mindset of always go, go, go one day after another, one foot in front of the other. Mm. But I never really kind of sat down and evaluated myself on where mm. I can improve myself. You know, I, it, it was short thoughts in the moment, but I never really had that, that long, hard look in the face on where I can actually grow. And I think this has actually been beneficial to some people as far as being able to challenge them you know and kind of put them to the next level you know what i mean no completely yeah i thought it was great it was such a it was just such a moment of everything stops for a second so what happens next right mm -hmm. yeah. it was, it's been interesting to see how people responded to that um, mm -hmm. it really revealed character of plenty of people that i was around so yeah, yeah. no and luckily no actually we did it well together yeah, I, I just finished a training seminar for my work, and one of the things that we talked about, it was this concept of pro, Joe, and uh, he kind of related it to this. He said, I check the weather not to see if, if I'm willing to go outside or not. I check the weather to make sure I'm wearing the right pants so I can go out and kind of endure the, excuse the language, but the shit. You yeah. know, to really go out there and, and, and get after. I don't care what the weather looks like. I don't care what the day looks like. If yeah. I have something I need to accomplish, you know, I'm going to go do it regardless of the circumstances. You know, yeah, I like again, that. I check the weather to make sure that I have the right pants on, the right coat yeah. on. But that's it. And I was like, oh, that's a good way to look at it. Yeah, that's interesting. I never heard that before. I like it. Yeah. 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 Good seminar. <laughs> man, it was a lot of good stuff, man. You'd be surprised. Yeah. You'd be surprised. A lot of good yeah, stuff. I like it. I I'll share some stuff with you offline. I'll, I'll share some stuff. I think I think you provided some cool stuff that I just think it's always interesting to kind of share. Hundred percent. Yeah, and so mm -hmm. much of it overlaps because at the end, it's all just oh, yeah. about making people better at what they do. So yep. it doesn't matter yep. the industry; it's just making mm -hmm. people better. And so it yep. all overlaps. To be honest, if you pay attention to the fine details and read between the between the lines. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you said fine details. Do you think uh, you think that's something that separates you know whether it be a coach or a player from good to mm -hmm. great? Is it in those small little details or do you yeah. think there's something bigger that kind of goes into, into play? No, I, uh, yes, the details matter. Your level of competitiveness, how much drive you have to want to achieve something. Mm -hmm. like there's somebody I talked to earlier on the phone today and it's, I watched her play and it's, she'll do anything. Her team could be losing 6-0. You wouldn't be able to tell. She's just a machine, yeah. absolute mm -hmm. monster. And once it's so bad, even refers to herself as being almost too emotional when she plays, which is, I, I can mm -hmm. work with that. I can relate to that. You just want it that bad, right? But then there's mm -hmm. also the, the factor of how much resilience do you have and can you actually bounce back? Because mm -hmm. everything goes wrong at some point in time and the people who succeed are the ones that can figure out how to thrive in that moment. Yeah. Okay, we're losing 2-0. Nobody panic. That's fine. We're, we're going to figure this out. And if anything, give me the ball because I can solve it, right? Yeah. And I've thought mm -hmm. about this. I've planned for this. The harder it is, the better. Bring it on. So I think you need that. You got to have the technique. You've got to have the understanding of things. You got to be able to compete. And then most of all, those are all things that anybody can do when it's rosy and sunny, but it's when it's windy and everything's falling apart and people are screaming at you and you're, you're feeling worthless. Can you still find a way out of it? Can you find a way out of it? And that's our job training people to find a way out of those moments. Hmm. Coach, you, you said, you know, about getting better and, and, and stuff like that. Uh, your coaching staff, um, is probably a mm. huge part in that uh, their their top notch uh, team. How do you keep you know working towards a goal and keep on thriving um, with a team oriented? Because I know you guys are team oriented. I love the videos that you guys do of, of how how close you guys are. And um, how how do you keep that going? I, I know that you've you said you have uh, meetings and stuff like that, but 
how do you kind of just kind of uh, nurture that and, and kind of keep that going? Um, so you're talking about our dynamic within the coaching staff? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, we were just out to dinner today and they're coming over our place for dinner tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, this mm. is uh, when you're when Ashley arrived, I, I was the first person picking her up at the airport. It's it's, it's the little details it's like being in a in a relationship with somebody. You yeah. don't actually value the part. I don't value them for being coaches. I value them for being really cool people. And I really mm -hmm. like spending every single day with them. So it's it's that simple at the end of it. And it goes back to details is do you show people that you care about them at the most basic human level? They know mm -hmm. I really love being around the two of them. And for that mm -hmm. reason, they'll do anything for the program, anything for me, because they feel that. And I feel that from them and the players feel it. And I think it's it's that complicated, but that's simple at the same time, right? Yeah. And you have to find those people. So I remember Gene, when I had to put out my, um, um, goodness, why am I blanking on this? Uh, when I had to put together the list of things that I wanted to hire someone, right? She was like, well, what experience is this and that? I'm like, the first thing you're going to put down, Gene, is that we're a values oriented program, that we have a purpose to what we do. And the main thing is making people better. And then you can start talking about that we want them to have recruiting experience, that we want them to have video editing skills. All that crap means nothing unless you're dealing with a good human being that wants to maximize people and make them the best version yeah. of themselves. If I can have that, if you care that much, then I can teach you all the other stuff really easily. And so, and that's what the whole interview process was. Phone interview, the first thing we talk about, what do you know about the values? What Have you looked into them? Do you believe in them? Tell me about yourself a little bit more, right? Mm -hmm. And find the right human first. And once you found the right people then start going down through the skills to see okay yeah you're the right person plus you have the unique set of skills that i want here so come on in and we just happen to have that where jay is amazing at what he does he's a giant child which is awesome but <laughs> a mad scientist at the same time so he's pretty cool yep. and then ashley ashley's phenomenal at what she does too she's comes across very quiet but she's so confident in herself um, and the team can sense that and they really like her because she's not trying to be anything that she's not. She's not mm -hmm. trying to be the peacock and walk out there and be like, I'm great. I'm a wonderful female player. I've played all these levels. She's just authentically herself. And that mm -hmm. genuineness is, is hard to find sometimes. And it's, yeah, between all of us, it works well. If you came into the office, you'd think we're nuts because we're screaming across the hallway half the time at each other. I'm sure we piss everybody off in that hallway. At times. But I feel the same dynamic in the women's basketball staff. I see it in Travis's coaching staff. And it's I love seeing that because as soon as I saw that with Lady Grizz basketball and I see that coaching staff dynamic and people just laying on each other's couches and offices, you're like, okay, give that a few years and that's going to be special. Because yeah. if I can feel that, the players can feel that. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think you've done a really, really good job of uh, just finding those people that truly care. Like you said, good human beings, you know, mm -hmm. and it goes a really long way. And I think because of that, you know, you've developed, a, you know, a little bit of a mentorship with those people, you know, and yes. I'm sure, you know, your players feel a way about it. And uh, I remember last podcast, we talked about how you're continuously looking to kind of educate yourself and push yourself to the next level. And one of the things that you mentioned is that you even reached out to, I think it was North Carolina's head coach. Yeah. And you know? Yep. 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 Yeah. And you said that, uh, you, you said that you had, an, he gave you an assignment, I think you yes. said, how's that kind of coming along? How's that relationship kind of transitioned over the past year? Great. I finished the book. I'm going to send him all the answers and my thoughts yeah. on it. It's like, is this a trick question? Is it not? Is he playing a mind <laughs> game with me? I'm still trying to figure it out exactly, but then send uh, it to him uh, and try to find a time to go out there and discuss it. That's mm -hmm. awesome. Mm -hmm. um, just mm -hmm. to, to really, again, it's one thing to do an assignment. I need to, I want to feel your presence, right? With people yep. where yeah. if you've watched our team ever, if you're close to it, 
if you come to a training session, you'll, you'll hear these words all the time. After, after anything finishes during a water break, it's physical contact, physical contact, physical contact, touch somebody, right? We're, mm -hmm. we're, we're physical beings, and I feel that you can price energy onto people, right? And if somebody's having a down day just to shovel the shoulder, like, hey, it's going to be all right. It's like, okay, my cells and my body needed that reawakening again, right? Mm -hmm. So um, that's why it's one thing to do an assignment. It's one thing to talk to somebody over a phone, but being in somebody's presence and really having a good proper conversation that that's what I'm looking for. And that's what I want in the next phase of this assignment, so to speak. Mm -hmm. That's awesome, dude. That's awesome. That's Over awesome. the past year, how do you think, uh, you know, or I guess in the past year were there any like really huge lessons that you, that you were able to kind of learn just through the experience of life or was it just kind of, you know, did you take time to re reflect on this past year at all? Yeah. Reflected a little bit. It's just been, we, we've just hit the ground running. Everything started again. I thought what mm -hmm. was interesting was piling on when they did our fall season in the spring and we had a little bit of time off and restarted again in the fall. It was two seasons into one year. Um, mm -hmm. And it ended up being really hard for my wife, hard for my kids. My kids are used to me being home in, in January, February, March, April, May, June, right? And now mm -hmm. all of a sudden it's, my brain couldn't switch off over the summer. I was not present whatsoever during the, the spring trying to win things and it's it was just i didn't like that then because i didn't like that it makes me think that would i like anything else if you're talking future right and it's well, would i would i potentially in 10 20 years time want to move on to something bigger it's like well i, I understand what the schedules are like there and do, mm -hmm. do i want to be that not present do i even appreciate i, I don't know i i value my family time more now than i have before yeah mm -hmm. and Montana just allows you to do that. It's an, it's an amazing place to live and it's an amazing institution to work for with a very supportive yep. athletic department where I can be a dad and still be a successful coach. And they want me to do that. They expect me to do that. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. awesome. Mm -hmm. You know, I, that, that's what my next question was, Coach. You know, being a, a dad of two of myself, I, you know, I have little side things that I do um, with mm -hmm. being a teacher and, and outside things. And um, how do you keep, that family and work balance. Um, and is it hard to do that with running a program? Uh, if you have the right, again, it goes back to the right people, right? If I have Jay and Ashley working for me and we can share the responsibilities, if I have players who care about the program, so I didn't have to sit up every single weekend, worried that somebody's doing something stupid, right? Mm -hmm. People who are committed yeah. to doing things the right way. Um, if the program's functioning that way, cause I've, built it with the right human beings who care about it as much as i do then it's a little bit easier to step away and be at that point here's the key thing present at home when i am at home yeah right versus i could be at home i'd still be at home the same amount of time but my mind would be somewhere else right and my kid would be talking to me but i'd be thinking about oh what is this person doing right now right yeah. and what is happening in this situation and i have to deal with that tomorrow now i can just come home and actually be at home for a change um mm -hmm. And it's taken me a really long time to do it and something I'm still trying to get better at because when you care about the sport as much as I do, it's hard to switch out of it sometimes. But yeah. I have to find times to take a break from it because when I can take a break from it, I come back more recharged. So that's good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I always, always I try to remind myself that, you know, those things that are are weighing on me will be there tomorrow. But my, oh, yeah. son, and my, <laughs> my son and my son and my, my daughter, you know, that they're a day older. They're a week older. Um, yeah. so, you know, you don't get that time back, um, no. with them. And so you got to live it up. So, yeah. 100%. I think one thing that you guys kind of both admit right now is, is, is you guys are 
you know, both doing things that are extremely hard, you know, being able to find that balance, being able to have, you know, be a good coach, be a good father, be a good teacher, mm -hmm. those types of things. And I think that's one thing this past year. If I have one mantra for this past year is choose your heart. I don't know if you guys nice. have ever heard that before, you know, but um, basically I, I watched the video and I talked to somebody about kind of this mantra of choose your heart. And it basically admits that, hey, being happy is hard, being sad is hard. You know, it goes in both directions, mm -hmm. you know, and I think that's something that that I've really been able to embody that anything that I do in this life is going to be extremely challenging, but I have to choose the direction that I want to go. I guess this is kind of a, a, a follow up kind of question or thought. Do you think there's been a mantra that you've been that you've embodied over the past year or I guess just in the course of your lifetime that you either try to, you know, put off to your children or put off to your family, to your to your players or, you know, along those lines? Yeah, Um over COVID, as soon as fall 2020, when things started slowly falling apart, even before that, you can sense it, right? So the idea mm -hmm. is always plant the seed so that when it does happen, they're ready for it. Hence why mm -hmm. let's talk about our reality. The fact is next week we could miss three players from practice because of COVID. Let's not freak out. We already talked about this a week ago. It's fine. We can deal with mm -hmm. this, right? So yep. for us, it was always you, you, you've got to be able to choose the right response, right? Because if you choose yep. the right response, then you're going to be successful. But for me, long term, it's always... I don't know. I feel like if you don't like what's happening in your life, it's probably your own fault. And that sounds pretty harsh at times, but it's something that I believe in 100%. Yeah, 100% I don't like yep. the direction of the program. Whose fault is it? Mine. Yeah. Clearly, mm -hmm. it's my fault. If I don't like the way a player's playing, whose fault is that? Mine. I'm the coach. I'm responsible for it. So I should try my very best to fix the relationship and fix her way of playing because that's my responsibility. If I don't like the way my kids are acting, whose fault is that? Mine. Mm -hmm. Right? And it puts a lot of pressure on me, but I just, I like that because otherwise I don't feel alive. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I need to feel that heat every single day because that's what keeps me going. Uh, and I'm sure you're, I'm sure just thinking about your family, I'm sure your son, your son is still giving that heat. You know, is he still pretty <laughs> wound up and still giving you a bunch yeah. of, a bunch of crap every single day or yeah. has he kind of like yes, died and he's down getting almost worse. No, it's almost worse. <laughs> he's just getting like more and more aggressive and towards my wife and I, and it's great. How, just how are you surprised? How are you surprised? <laughs> I feel, you know, you, no, you, no, no, no. you think he's bad. You should see my daughter. My daughter's the one that scares me. I mean, talk about an really? little, she's turning eight on Saturday. And she's just a little spitfire. Yeah. <laughs> like she'll call me out on stuff all the time. Like, no, like you can't talk about that. And you yeah, can't yeah, say uh -huh. that right now. And it's uh -huh. like, all right, you like, you literally don't respect anything that I do. And you're going to tell me exactly how it is. And it's great. Uh -huh. and I love that. So, <laughs> yep. My daughter is the same way. She's like three going on 30. It's like, what in the world? Yeah. Right. So, yeah. It's wonderful. And I love that yeah, energy uh -huh. to him. And it's, that's what I, my wife and I remind ourselves of all the time. It's like, these are great qualities for kids to have. <laughs> you don't want them to be too submissive and obedient. This is all right. You know, you yeah, push yeah. back a little good. I hope you push back later too. And somebody gives you a hard time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, coach, you know, you're, you're talking about, you know, the attitude and stuff like that uh, of your players and everything, you know, your goalkeeper, uh, uh, Camelia, uh, I want to say you, right. Did I say that right? Zoo. Zoo. Okay. Zoo. Yep. Um, she had a phenomenal freshman yeah. season, phenomenal, um, got getting recognized, um, from the, uh, big side conference, uh, goalkeeper of the year, you know, having a record 11 shutouts um, and, and setting that mark, you know, being linked to um, also the, the U-20 Canada um, national team that she got invited to go up there. 
um, and play. Um, those are huge accomplishments. And I, I don't think you've had a player that has gotten to um, be invited to a national team. If, if I try to look up that, but I didn't see anything. Um, so that's kind of new environment for you. What are, what, what are your thoughts on your players going and playing for your national teams? And, and, and do you prefer that? Yeah. Again, I told you, right. You got to lay this stuff out in advance and so nothing surprises you. We've been talking about this for years in the recruiting presentation. I want people mm -hmm. here who are going to represent their country. And when you do it, this is how we're going to take care of you. And I've seen it happen in other programs. So I understand that for instance, cam, if they win CONCACAF qualifying and they make the world cup, cam's missing the majority of preseason. She's not going to yeah. be there for our first three games, which are very tough games against very good teams. Yeah, it's just part of the deal, right? Yeah. Um, this is mm -hmm. what I signed up for when I said I wanted it and I put it out there into the universe. So, <laughs> and now it's yeah. happening. So mm -hmm. it, it's out there and now I'll live with it, Chris. So it's the, the pressure that we put on ourselves to have this ha happen and now deal with what comes with that. So I love the fact that she's doing it. I want more players that do it. Uh, the more we can get, the better, the more we can be sending overseas professionally when they're done, the better. And it's, yeah, I think it's mm -hmm. great. And I'm very, very proud of her. And she is, She's just an amazing human being who's just getting started, by the way. Exactly. Plenty, plenty more when, when, when she stepped on campus, did you, you know, kind of have that idea that she was going to be as good as she is? I'm sure you saw the potential in her, but did you know she was going to mount to such a successful season? I guess she did. No, uh, I wasn't expecting that many accolades and awards. <laughs> I don't think she was either. At a certain point, you're like, really? Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I think she was shocked by a lot of it. And it was yeah. just plenty of conversations of, okay, this is actually something we weren't expecting. So how are we going to handle this right now? Because you have mm -hmm. two directions that you can go as a person right now. You can become very cocky yeah, mm -hmm. and yeah. the exact opposite of what I want in this program. Or what do you think your other choices are? And don't just say it, now show me it. And she's done a very mm -hmm. good job of showing her humility. Um, mm -hmm and always referring to the team and just being a good person. And she doesn't just do that in the press. She actually does it in person all the time. So you wouldn't mm -hmm. be able to tell if you met her. I mean, she was just here yeah. babysitting our kids and she was amazing. So, oh, so that's perfect. What, you know, what do you expect from her? You know, like now that she's accomplished what she has in her freshman year, and this goes with any player that mm -hmm. you've had, you know, with a, a great season, what do you expect from uh, Camille that next year um, with, how she's going to be progressing with, you know, her, the national team and yeah. possibly, you know, accomplishing what she wants to get to and what you guys want to get to. There's, there's a whole list of items to get better at still, right. It never yeah. ends. Honestly, we know it. You could see it in playoffs. You can still see the, the nerves of a freshman in a big moment. That's why I'm mm -hmm. telling you, she's just getting started. I mean, people think she's good now. You have, you have no idea. I mean, Jay's a phenomenal right. goalkeeper coach. She's got the mindset. Um, and she's got a talent level that is through the roof and it's just get better, keep getting better. Mm -hmm. And the best way to do that is to squeeze her with more goalkeepers behind her, by the way. Right. So yeah. you keep recruiting and you don't let her rest and she doesn't want to rest. Um, that's, that's, um, one of her, I think, ultimate demons that she'll realize here at some point is that competition that's behind her. And how do you handle that? Cause it does make you uncomfortable, doesn't it, Cam? So, um, mm -hmm. yeah, uh, let's just get used to it. Cause that's what happens at the national team setting. And that's the other piece you sit with her. You say, what do you want to do? How far yeah. do you want to take this national team thing? I know you told me maybe you don't want to play professionally. Is this something we want to think about now? And you revisit those goals over and over again. And at the same time, we call this program a pressure cooker environment. So I'll, 
like I said, meet with you guys and do the Zoom calls and meet you and ultimately say to the parents of you've raised your daughter a certain way up to this point. We both agree that the values align. Let me put her in this pressure cooker environment when I'm going to squeeze her for four years. And when she comes out on the other end, she'll be the best version of herself. And you'll be very grateful that you sent her to us. And that way she won't come home and live with you. So it'll be fine. <laughs> right? um, yeah. And that, that's what we got to do for Cam. It's, yeah, cool. Great. Awards. What's next? Right? Let's just keep getting better because we all know there is more to get and more to do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Chris, I think you're an absolutely phenomenal coach to be around, man. Uh, I, I think you. the program just in general is really fortunate to have you, man. You know, just being able to talk to you and get to know your philosophy and, and your outlook on the game and life a little bit, man. It just, you know, I'm grateful just to know you, you know, and yeah. I think uh, I, I know these families are in the same position, man. And I'm just so excited for your future and what you're going to be able to provide, man. I mean, legendary status, brother, in my Thank eyes, you. legendary yeah. status. And I, I, I can't wait to see how it unfolds when it's all said and done. Yeah, yeah, we're just getting started. So yeah, these things are only yeah. going up. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. Yeah, man. Yeah, hundred percent of this. Hundred percent of this. Awesome, man. Well, hey, uh, I got one more question for you, uh, Chris. Do you have, you know, I, I don't know, you know, with where you've been in, in in your your past and your family and everything. Do you have something? Um, maybe it's a, a slogan. Maybe it's something that you bring with you. Uh, into your program, do you do you bring something with you that you kind of try to pass along to your players um, in the program right now, or is yeah. it just always? What would that be? Yeah, always. Um, the, my my own personal thing that I came up with years ago, and I'd have to like draw it out for you, is um, is actually dreaming, working, achieving, right? So if you got mm -hmm. the spectrum of, I don't know if we talked about this last time or not, but yeah, we did. We did spectrum of life. Oh, just a right? little, yeah, a little bit. Yep, a little right. bit. We so talked about it a little the bit. Spectrum of life and getting out of average, and ultimately, the the biggest thing that I want you to understand and leave with is that you will learn how to work here. We're going to try to teach you how to work, and work requires failure. We're going to figure out what the dream is, and we're going to push for it. You want this? Cool. Let's try. It. Guess what? You failed because you didn't get it. Hardly anybody gets it on the first time. If you do, then the dream wasn't big enough. Let's go bigger, right? Yeah. So tried, didn't make it. Tried, didn't make it. Every time you try and don't make it, you just go back into average. Now you have a choice. If we're teaching you how to be a resilient person, you come back out again. You say, it doesn't matter how many times I get smacked in the face, I'm going to get back up. Or you're going to realize that, no, I don't want to come back. And then you just mm -hmm. stay in average. And guess what? You, you want to be average for the rest of your life? That, that's what it's going to be. So you have a choice. You can come out of it and you can keep trying until you do something that you never thought you could possibly do. Or you could remain, remain in that realm of the average and just be that way forever. But that's the hell that you get locked in at that point and you're done. Right. And I don't want you to live life that way because that's numb. I would rather have the pain of failure all the time because at least I feel the pain and I feel alive. Yeah. Than just sitting there and doing nothing. And so mm -hmm. that's what I want them to leave with is mm -hmm. take all the hits, take all the hits. I mean, Rocky's such a good movie for that, right? Oh, <laughs> Any yes. Stallone movie is, right? Oh, yeah. And so just keep taking the hits until you figure it out. And when you do figure it out, just keep rolling and realize that everybody's trying to chase you down now. Just because you made it once doesn't mean you'll make it again. And that's the unique thing about the program now is the, the years that this has been happening and how do you maintain the success is what we're trying to figure out. And it just comes back to just working hard every day. That's it. And the details and learn how to fail and you get a whole new group of freshmen that comes in and you got to teach them how to fail and how to be miserable and how to be left behind mm -hmm. on a trip and how to have somebody better than you. And you thought you were a good player and teach them all those life lessons. Again, she's just 18 and the kid you graduated yep. was 21 and she's a woman and knows what to do with herself now. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's, 
that's refreshing in itself too. Always teaching the next generation how to be better. Favorite Rocky? Favorite one? Ah, oh. <laughs> all of them. You gotta love it when he beats the Russian, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's that's amazing. I think they've done a pretty good job with the Creed movies too. I've enjoyed yeah. those. Yeah. So anything Rocky is great. Anything still nice. is mm-hmm. great. He's always got some pretty good messages in there. Yeah, he does. Yeah. He does. He does. Awesome. Well, Chris, we appreciate your time, brother. You know, exactly. we know that yeah, you're a busy man. Uh, we, we know that you got a million and one things on your plate, man. But just spending a couple of minutes just to kind of chat about, you know, what you've been going through and how, how, how things are kind of progressing with you. It's always an absolute honor, my friend. It you is. know, and you are welcome yeah. on the podcast anytime. Thank you. Yeah. And you guys do a good job because it's as I read the questions to my wife and my kids, my wife's like, those aren't normal questions. I mean, they're, they're <laughs> looking for something deeper and to actually have a discussion as opposed to tell me about the season. How did Cam do? cool what's next year like right yep. just goes more yeah. in depth and these are the things that i enjoy talking about because everything else is just superficial and basic and this is yep. a podcast of depth so good job to right. you. <laughs> yeah well we appreciate you my friend we appreciate you very very much man yeah yeah anytime yeah. and thanks for having your mother call in maybe she can call in next time and join us for a bit yeah there you yeah, go maybe, there she will. maybe she will i'll <laughs> yeah. let her know i'll let her know next time <laughs> sure we will perfect yeah. well thanks guys i appreciate hey. it hey thanks coach all right brother all right Have we'll see you later